Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. I'm uh, really excited to read from Paul Tripp. Again, he's one of my very, very favorites. This book, uh, New Morning Mercies, is a daily gospel devotional, and it is rich with gospel truth. And uh, Paul Tripp, uh, I've had the pleasure to meet him just a couple times. Uh, don't really know him all that well, but uh, have been impacted by his writings and by a lot of what I've heard online of his teaching. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm encouraged. This uh, writing is actually listed, even though this is a whole year uh, devotional. Um, this one's from uh, January 26th. It's not the day I'm recording it, nor is it the day that you're probably watching or listening to this. But in case you had the book and wanted to go find it, I wanted to let you know where to find it. He says, mercy for others will reveal your ongoing need for mercy, driving you to the end of yourself and into the arms of your Savior. And that's so true. Um, if you have a Bible handy, he's going to point us to Matthew 18 in a few minutes. And uh, I'm going to want to read that for us, that parable there of Jesus. But let's begin with uh, Paul Tripp, a paragraph or two here. It's simply not natural for us. It's natural to make sure all your needs are met. It's natural to hoard what you have in the fear that at some point you won't have enough. It's natural to carry around with you a long catalog of things you want for yourself. It's natural to be more in tune with your feelings than with the feelings of others. Is anybody getting uncomfortable? <laughs> it's natural for me to be uncomfortable when I read stuff like this, yeah. Uh, he says it's natural to want mercy for yourself, but justice for others. It's natural to be very aware of the sin of others, yet blind to your own. If we are ever going to be people of mercy, we need bountiful mercy ourselves because what stands in the way of our being a community of mercy is us. It's impossible for me to think about God's call to us to be his instruments of mercy and not reflect on Jesus' powerful parable in Matthew 18, verses 21 to 35. And I want to read that for us. Some of you be familiar with it. It's the parable of the unmerciful servant. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? And Peter at that time probably thought he was being quite generous to say seven. Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Remember, Jesus is telling this as a story. 
And the one servant who owed, you know, 20,000 years worth of wages um, gets forgiven. There's mercy shown to him by his master. And then when another servant who owed him nothing more than 100 denarii, that's like 100 days uh, average day wage, um, he wouldn't forgive that guy. And so as Jesus is telling this story um, and that how cruelly uh, this, the first servant treated the second servant, the other servant saw what had happened. They became greatly distressed and they went and told their master everything that had happened. And then the master called the servant in, this first servant, and said, you wicked servant. He said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Jesus then said, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Wow. Now, we go back to Paul Tripp's book where he kept saying, it's natural and it's not natural. And I'm reminded of that because it's quite natural for me to want to receive mercy. It's quite unnatural for me to give mercy. uh, Please stop and read it right now, Paul Tripp had said now. So we did that. Now we go back to Paul Tripp's comments. Christ had two reasons for telling this story. The first was to reveal the heart behind Peter's question. All right, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive? This question, says Tripp, evidenced a heart that lacked mercy. Christ's second reason for telling this story was to reveal our hearts. You see, we're all the unjust servant. We celebrate God's mercy, but scream at our children when they mess up. We sing of amazing grace, but punish our spouses with silence when they offend us in some way. We praise God for his love but for sake of friendship, because someone has been momentarily disloyal. We are thankful that we've been forgiven, but say that a person who is suffering the result of his decisions is getting what he deserves. We bask in God's grace, but throw the law at others. We're simply not that good at mercy because we tend to see ourselves as more deserving than the poor and the needy. Paul Tripp goes on, one more paragraph. But when God's call of mercy collides with your lack of mercy, you begin to see yourself with accuracy. You begin to confess that you don't have inside you what God requires. You begin to admit to yourself and others that you cannot live up to God's standard. So you begin to cry out for the very thing that you have refused to give to others. Hmm. And as you begin to remember that God's mercy is your only hope and you meditate on the grandeur of the mercy that has been showered on you, you begin to want to help others experience that same mercy. You see, to the degree that you forget the mercy you've been given, it is easier for you to not give mercy to others. Hmm. Paul Tripp closes with this one thought. I daily need God's work of mercy in order to do his work of mercy. Yeah. Paul Tripp, new morning mercies. And uh, that is uh, the January 26th reading 
on whatever day you or I might be watching or listening to this. Let's pray. Lord, there's nothing that would be better for us to do after reading that than to come into your presence in uh, humility with the empty hands of faith lifted up and to receive from you a fresh measure of your new morning mercies. Holy Spirit, pray that uh, you would uh, overwhelm us with and fill us with gratitude uh, for the mercy you've shown to us. And then as we go about this day, I pray, Lord, that we would be merciful to others. Lord, if there's somebody we need to call and apologize to, if there's somebody we need to forgive, if there's somebody we need to extend an olive branch to, I pray that you would move us to do that. Lord, even thinking about the model prayer that you, Lord Jesus, taught us to pray, the only conditional statement is in that prayer is, Lord, that we ask you to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Um, it's sobering to think, uh, Lord, that um, we would harbor unforgiveness in our hearts when we've received such great mercy from you. I pray that you'd motivate all of us to keep short accounts and motivate all of us, Lord, to reach out in love with mercy and kindness to any person that we might need to this day. And Lord, that you would um, work reconciliation through your people today, uh, that there would be healing and mercy flowing richly through all of our relationships, wherever they may be at work or neighborhood or family, household, whatever it might be, Lord. Um, glorify yourself in your church today uh, that we might be an antidote to all of the acrimony and anger and outrage that's outside uh, um, in, in the watching world, outside of uh, those who believe the gospel and trust and hope in the mercy of God at work in our lives. Uh, we want to bear the family resemblance, our Father who art in heaven. So this day, let's be mindful of Jesus. This day, Holy Spirit, transform and change us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.